Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in the Beacon's Light. SWRC.com gives you access to one of the nation's largest collections of prophecy-related materials, books, and DVDs with new items being added almost every day. Resources from Mark Hitchcock, Billy Crone, Ed Heinsen, Noah Hutchings, Tom Horn, Larry Spargimino, and many, many more. SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com. I recently ran across an article that listed many facts about our bodies, most of which I had never heard. Possibly that might be true for you too, so let's take a look at a few of them. Even if you suffer from dry mouth, you may be encouraged to realize that in a normal lifetime, you will produce enough saliva to fill two swimming pools, but I'll pass if you invite me to go swimming in one of them. While razor blades are not recommended for inclusion in a balanced diet, if you were to swallow one, the acid in your stomach would be able to dissolve it. All my life I have been one who has sneezed often, and when I do, there will be multiple sneezes that one time added up to 19 in a rapid succession. Just in case I forget to cover my mouth, stand back because a sneeze results in breaths exceeding 100 miles per hour. If you are ordinary size, you have about 60,000 miles of blood vessels in your body. The fingernail on your middle finger grows faster than all of the others. I've often heard that People who have aged to senior status complain that nothing tastes good anymore. Well, there might be a reason. Most people by the age of 60 have lost about half of their taste buds. So try the new flavors while you're still young. If you sleep in a cold room, you are more likely to have a bad dream. If you are right-handed, you have the chance of a nine years longer life expectancy than if you're a lefty. Now, for someone who is a student of the human body and its intricacies, there would be many more things that could be listed. But all of them considered together make it easy for us to echo David in Psalm 139, verse 14. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. It is nearly impossible to take all that we can know about our bodies and comprehend what God has put together when he formed man from the dust of the earth about 6,000 years ago. When a man or a woman makes a great discovery, he might be awarded the Nobel Prize or some other great honor. Worldwide accolades are his because a disease cure or technological advance was made that benefits humanity. 
And that's as it should be, since quite possibly a large portion of his life had been dedicated to experiment, trial and error, and dogged determination to get to that point. That one is deserving of our thanks. When we consider the account of creation in the first chapters of Genesis and realize everything in the whole universe and beyond was made in just six days, and I am simple enough to believe that they were six normal days as we count them, what kind of mind and ability does Jehovah God have? We're told that when it came to the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Have you ever tried to visualize those days? Can you visualize God with a cloth wrapped around his forehead to keep the sweat from dripping down his face and into his eyes as he labored intensely going from one creative act to another? Maybe you can. I can't. I cannot imagine his efforts ever making him do more than smile as progressively every day he looked at the results of the day's creation and said, it was good. The earliest verses relating to creation repeat often, and God said. In his infinite mind, there was a plan. He could see the whole thing before any of it existed, and he worked with that plan with simple commands that resulted in everything we know. Genesis 1.16 must contain one of the greatest understatements of all time, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. We haven't begun to comprehend the size of the universe. Our spaceships and probes have returned information that is going to take years future to sort through and catalog. But here, in a simple statement, we read, he made the stars also. No big deal. It's almost as if it was an afterthought. Oh, once I've made man, he might enjoy looking up at night and seeing a vast array in the universe. Not even five minutes later. Years ago, we were traveling across Canada. We would stay in a motel one night and in a tent the next. Once we were all set, in the middle of one clear night, I will never forget looking out of the tent door from our hillside vantage point. There is no way one can be prepared for the sight I saw. It was a truly crystal clear night. There was no pollution, no haze. Before me were stars that reached the horizon, which was lower than where I was standing on the hilltop, all the way around to the other side of the hill. It was a complete dome that touched the ground all around that spot and defied the ability to describe. The word amazement comes to mind, but it is not adequate. The psalmist expressed it better than we can in Psalm 8. Here are a few select verses. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things 
under his feet. He concludes the psalm as he began it. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Excellent indeed, but not just in the earth, but in the heavens, in the universe, world without end from eternity past through all of eternity yet future. What an incredible privilege we will have to experience all he has created for all of eternity to come. The old song, Why Should He Love Me So, comes to mind. Before I get too wrapped up in trying to figure out something that can't be figured out, I need to bow in reverence and thanks because he does love me. He loves you too, my friend. Have you accepted his love for you and the forgiveness of sin he offers? Imagine the experience, the overflowing emotions of the words of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 2, 4 through 7. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved." and hath raised us up together and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show us the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. I know me. Why in the world should he love me so? Maybe somewhere in the course of eternity I'll be able to comprehend it, and have the rest of the endless time future after that to thank him. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sins.